From the radio dial to the cloud and everywhere in between, this is Jeff on the Hunt with Jeff Hunt. It is Friday, March 26th, 2021, and this is episode 16 of Jeff on the Hunt. I am Jeff Hunt. I hope you had a great week as we approach Easter week next week. And today's podcast is one I am very excited about. It's another radio-themed podcast, and joining me right now via Zoom, one of my buddies in the business, please welcome Jason Knight. Jason, for those who aren't familiar with you and your work, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? I am originally a uh, Southern Indiana Hoosier boy, grew up in the town of Boonville, Indiana, which is really close to the Evansville radio market. And you're still doing radio these days. You're in West Virginia now, I believe, right? Yeah, let's go Mountaineers. Take me home country roads. Yeah, I do uh, the night show on uh, 102 WVAQ in Morgantown, West Virginia. And you could also hear the pipes over in Cumberland, Maryland on our sister station, 94.1 WQZK. It's not too far from me, only a couple hours. That's right, man. We got to get together and uh, get down some coastal food. For sure, man. So I want to have you join me tonight because there's a really funny meme going around right now that only radio <laughs> people can relate to. And it was made yes. by Wes Jordan. So Wes, if you're out there listening, man, I give you all the credit in the world for this because it's hilarious and it's true. Wes comes up with some of the best stuff I've seen on uh, on Insta and, and just socials, period, relating <laughs> to the, the radio industry. Pretty much. It's uh, titled The Radio DJ Guide to Emotions, and it lists different things that us radio folks go through on a daily basis. And it has like a little cartoon character who kind of looks like me. I'm a little shook by that because this cartoon character looks a little bit like me. But <laughs> he does, does you mentioned it? Yeah. And he's reacting to, you know, things that would annoy us or things that would make us happy in the radio business. So I thought kind of doing a, a live reaction kind of thing to that meme, if you're cool with that. I'm more than cool with that. Let's do it. All right. So I'll kind of go right across um, each row. So the first one is a 48-second copy for a 30-second spot. Every peep in the industry that has to voice or produce a commercial goes through this probably on the daily or on the weekly. It, you, you have sales reps. I don't, it's 2021, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> Since the beginning of uh, writing radio copy, why we are still trying to cram 48, 50, 60 seconds of script into a 30-second commercial. And Why cell phones have timers on them now. It's not that hard. There's a stopwatch on your phone. I know some of our crew out here, like we actually have a uh, like a sales copy template. And like it gives you like the dotted line, like where like that last sentence should end. We had one of those at WXCY too. And I will say uh, we had a lot of good sales reps. They usually did stick to it, but every now and then there was like that one that kind of came in, didn't really last too long for obvious reasons. And yeah, they tried to cram way too much copy into a 30 second spot. And for anyone not in the industry listening right now, commercials kind of come in three different varieties. There's your 30 seconds, right? 60 seconds that you would hear, you know, in between music. Then there's like your 10 to 15 second, like weather or traffic sponsor too. Yeah, or like a live billboard or something. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I get shout out to our crew out here at West Virginia Radio. Like all of our sales peeps are 
usually on top of it. I mean, we never really have an issue with getting, you know, when, when it's a 32nd spot, in fact, our production director is kind of a stickler sometimes. If it's 31, 32 seconds, it goes just a second or two over. It's like, nope, we got to find a way to, to redo this, guys. And instead of sending it back to the talent that produced the commercial, he'll actually go back and say, hey, this this copy needs to be rewritten, try to make it fit, because some of our stations are our AM station. We have a news talker here in the building. Um, our news talk station especially has a lot of like ESPN radio, Fox News radio. So everything, uh, a lot of sports programming. So everything has to be super timed out, like to the T. Yeah, it's one of those things, though. Usually in those situations, I'll go into Adobe Audition and speed it up in post. Not where I right. sound like Speedy Gonzales or anything, but there are like little tips and tricks you could use to kind of get around that. I think the what you get into is a lot of the um, postgraduates that are like, oh, a job in radio advertising sounds fun. Let's try that. And then like they just don't have those tools or that experience yet writing a lot of copy because maybe they that wasn't a part of um, their, their course load or, you know, that wasn't a part of their experience through college was having to write a lot of script. It really just it's like everything else in radio. It all comes with time and with experience. Absolutely. All right, uh, on to the next. This is one that every single radio person could absolutely relate to. It's probably the one that drives us nuts the most. The request for a song that just played 10 minutes ago. Oh, yeah, I can totally relate to that. It's just like, how do you always my, my struggle with that one is always trying to find a new and creative or clever way to sort of say the same thing like, oh, thank you. That just played. But if you hang tight for another 50 to 60 minutes, it'll be on again. Yeah, and really depends on format, too, because obviously in hot AC, CHR, they're going to play a lot more often than they would like on country or rock. So that one really kind of depends on the format, too, as to when you'll hear it coming up next. I'll give props to the listener, though. I mean, they at least are paying attention to what's on air and they want to engage and interact with you in that moment. So even though, you know, you just played that song and you might have to, you know, kind of burst that bubble a little bit for them. Um, you're getting that instant gratification that like, hey, I'm tuned into you right now. So when those situations ha happen, I, I always try to find a way to, you know, engage them a little bit more, entertain them a little bit more while, while I have their attention for, you know, that, that two, three, four, five minutes, you know, we're doing an instant message or a text message back and forth. I at least try to um, find a way to, to keep engaging them or, or say, well, that song will play again coming up, but here's another you know, are you a fan of this other artist? So like if you're a Justin Bieber fan, you might be a fan of this other artist and, you know, they've got a new song coming out. So stick around. I really want to play this new song for you and get your thoughts on it. Text me back when you hear it. And my trick to get around that was I would always record the phone call, always record the request. And that way, when it does come up next, you could run that, ramp it right up. There you go, man. You got to bank those phone calls where you can. Exactly. They came in handy for my request hour, for sure. The next one, now this one seems like a bit of a nitpick to me because production inbox being full. If your production inbox is full, that's usually a good thing because it means you're making money. Absolutely. But on the flip side, if you're the personality or you're the talent on the station and you've just had one of those days, maybe life has happened before your air shift and you're like, I'm done adulting today. And then you get you get to your uh, your mailbox at the, at the studio or at the station and you see that, that's the last thing, bro, that you want to be doing is, you know, adding another hour of production on top of, you know, your five or six hour air shift. And then for a lot of us, I know you included, 
we voice track other markets outside of our our main um, live station. Yeah, for sure. And we all know barter spots are the worst when you have like three or four sheets of barter spots that have to be in, you know, before the weekend shows. That's the worst. Now, thankfully, Those weekend dubs are the worst. Yes. Now, thankfully, at WXCY, we had everything kind of automated. We would all download and go right into the automation, which was beautiful. But I've been at stations where that doesn't happen that way. And yeah, it really takes up a whole lot of your time. But as far as like local spots, I don't mind doing those usually because, again, it means you're making money. And after the year that we all just had in radio, any extra money we can make is just a blessing. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm not one of the the rare people in the industry. I'm sure there are more like us that actually like doing a lot of the behind the scenes. Like I love flexing that creative muscle with audio. And, you know, look, our industry is theater of the mind, right? Television is easy. You can put the picture there on the screen. But for us radio peeps to tell that story, like that's our goal, using sound effects, using the right music, um, inflecting and, and announcing the right way when we're, when we're voicing the uh, 48 second copy that we have to squeeze <laughs> in 30 seconds. It all kind of comes back around. Absolutely. This one and the reaction for this one, it might be my favorite. It's like, you know, nail biting terror because the old lady listener <laughs> wants to bring in cookies. I'm all up for some grandma bringing me some snacks, but you know, if you say something wrong on the air that a listener doesn't appreciate, I always get the feeling like those could be laced with something and that could be my last air shift that day. It's always one of those things where, you know, you're always very welcome to accept them, but they might go in the garbage can when you get back into the kitchen. You know, the, the, the better thing is if you're on a live remote and there's like a food truck where you're at, or like you're doing a live remote from a restaurant and your listeners, you know, your, your loyals show up to come out and support you or support the event or patronize the local business. And they're like, Hey, you want me to buy you a drink? You, you want some mozzarella sticks or something like I will never turn down it. Yeah. If it's on your dime, let's do it. Let's, let's share some cheese sticks and a glass of wine together. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Cause there's another one that's kind of relatable to it. So we'll kind of get to that, but it all kind of comes full circle on that one too. But in my case, it was always, how well do I know the listener? Do I know that you're normal and kind of go from there? <laughs> right. You can kind of gauge that, uh, you know, I'm not trying to judge on looks. I'm not trying to be that judgy, but eh, you know, sometimes you get, uh, you get some real pieces of work. Did you at least shower today? That's I kind of start from there and kind of go down the list. Yeah, sometimes you have to gauge from the uh, the body odor. Yeah, you got it. It all kind of starts there. Absolutely. Uh, this one we can all agree that we like this. The remote talent fee is paid in cash on the spot. Does that happen? It hasn't happened for me in a very very long time. I think the last time that happened for me is when I was in Lexington, Kentucky, on WLTO. Uh, we had just flipped to a, a new CH station to go after like the legendary the, the heritage chr station in town and so obviously we wanted our station and our personalities to be out everywhere like you know we're the new kids in town like we're, we're the new party crew and so i remember my pd there worked out something with some of the there was like a weekly dedicated like club remote that we would do so we would go out and we would do the club talk to the djs that were spinning and mixing live there um still do you know, three, four drops an hour, try to make it sound like we were, you know, everything was being piped out of the club on the radio station, kind of like a tie line situation. 
And so I remember the PD at the time said, well, hey, if we're going to have our jocks come out from like 10 at night to like one or two in the morning to do like this three or four hour like club cast, then, you know, we want them to be paid up front in cash. So a portion of what you guys make at the door as the bar of the club, our, our on-air personalities get a cut of that. And that was like the sweetest gig. And again, that was like one of the first like full-time jobs I had jumping into radio full-time. So you I got spoiled all the time. What a rude awakening when the second or third gig came along. Yeah, in my case, we had to turn them all in and we got kind of paid in bulk at the end of the month. They were part of your paycheck. So, so everybody like had to divide them up like tips at a restaurant. Pretty much, yeah. So it was, it was brutal waiting for that paycheck, especially if you had bills to pay that month. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, when a remote broadcast comes along, especially nowadays post-COVID or heading into like a more, um, whatever this new normal is going to be for all of us, I'll, I'll take the remote I can get and I'll take the talent fee on top of it, bro. I'm Absolutely. not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to turn that down. I'm, I'm thankful and blessed. And along the same lines of that one, uh, restaurant barter trade is renewed because like you said, we all like free food or at least when it's on somebody else's dime. Absolutely. Again, uh, you've got a new menu item that we're supposed to talk about. Bring it to me. Let me sample it. I mean, what is better than a, uh, a live drop talking about uh, this newest item and it's a word of mouth and it's a, like a, it's an instant testimonial. Yeah. Between uh, my time in state college and even here in um, Habit of Grace at WXCY, we always had restaurants stopping by, you know, McDonald's would always stop by. Chick-fil-A would always stop by. And that was a pretty sweet deal when that happened. We do this thing here on WBAQ every Friday. Um, it's called 50% Friday. So we feature a deal on our website. You go on and uh, it's every Friday at 9 a.m. So you go into our website at WBAQ.com and you can click 50% Friday. And it's always a new deal to a local uh, restaurant or local business to patronize. So, you know, you're, you're supporting local business, which is really awesome. And then, you know, we're giving our listeners like, you know, it's $50 worth of gift cards for 25 bucks. So you can eat on that for, you know, it's like a taco joint or something uh, that does like a taco Tuesday and like tacos or, you know, you get eight tacos for a buck, 50 bucks for only 25. That's going to go a long way. Yeah. We did that the same exact deal when I was in Wilkes-Barre. I think we called it 50% Friday, same name, basically same deal. And I'll tell you a lot of those coupons, man, they went fast. And the best part, Jeff, too, is when that restaurant or like say the chef uh, comes in and they bring the sample of the food on Friday morning for everybody. And there's always uh, some goodies and stuff left over later in the day. Uh, you're talking like feasting like a king or a queen for that Friday or through the weekend. Oh, yeah. Just don't leave it around for like the part timers because they'll kind of come in, take as much as they can and then kind of run out the door. Vultures, I call them vultures. All right. Uh, the next one. Yeah, this is one that we're the cartoon character face in this one is exactly how I felt over the years. Listener <laughs> sa says you sound sexy. Wants to meet. Never meet a listener that you talk to on the phone or at least creep them on social media before you do anything. I don't know if this was like a sign of things to come for me, but when I was in college radio, um, I actually met a listener and we started hanging out after hours and then she became my fiance for about five or six years. And then, you know, as, as you do, as, as radio people do, we're, we're nomads. So um, we're, at that time, I think we both wanted different things. Like she wanted to stay 
in college and work like on a master's degree. I wanted to continue to like do radio all over the nation. So um, it just ended up being a long distance relationship for those. You know, I would say the better part of like, you know, five of the six or seven years we were together. And uh, so, yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think it was a for her starting out. I don't think it was a, hey, your voice is sexy. I think she just was kind of digging what I was doing on the air. And I seemed personable and approachable and, you know, maybe cute on my MySpace profile. I want to I want to learn more about him. I, he He could be dateable. Yeah, that one is that's definitely an old school radio one because you know we all have social media. It's it's so easy for us to to look them up for them to look us up. And again, like these days, our pictures are posted all over the station website. So there's really kind of no secret as to what we look like, at least. And what's the phrase, man? Got the face for radio. Absolutely, I say that all the time. I'm like, I get we'll just, it. Maybe I we'll just it. leave that one there. On to the next one. Uh, this one goes back to the production issue. And this is the one as a production director in the past. This is the one that always got to me. Production order turned in at 4.59 p.m. And this isn't on there, but I will add, especially on a Friday. Amen to that. Yeah, I was uh, a creative services slash production director in the market way back. And that was my number one pet peeve. It's, you know, I'd, I'd even roll it back eight more minutes. I'd say at 4.50 Guys, we're winding down the day, especially on a Friday. Everybody wants to get out of here. You put in your time this week. Everyone wants to go and get their weekend started. And they're like, I'm going to be stuck coming in on Saturday or Sunday. And I'm going to have to play catch up so I don't get behind again on Monday morning when my production inbox is full again. Exactly. And the, the thing, too, is that, you know, your clients are probably going to close down at five or six. So if it's for a client they're not going to be able to sign off on the spot until the next day anyway. So do you risk running it and having it not be approved and revising it the next day anyway? I mean, there's a lot that can kind of go wrong in that situation. You let me know because I think there's one in every building. There's the one AE or sales rep that will hit you up after hours and say, hey, I just played this for the client. Everything's good. But can we change this one word? And it needs to be on the air by midnight tomorrow. Like in my case, I was the night personality at WXCY. So I could at least do that. I would, I would do it right from the studio or run down the hall to the production studio during a stop set. That's fine. But it's just right. one of those things where a lot of that could be prevented by just, you know, checking with the client, giving them the script ahead of time, which, and that's one of my pet peeves too. It's like the client never saw the script and you're just kind of giving it to us. And we have to redo it anyway, if they don't like it. Yeah, man. I uh, <laughs> just, this is one of those things the, the emoji on this meme, it just, I feel this guy's pain. Yeah, he's definitely in his feels on that on that meme. And again, uh, kind of like I just said, I was I was the night jock at WXCY. The next one is the program director asks if you could fill in for the night jock. In my case, filling in meant covering afternoon drive, which I was always cool with. No, I was always great to. Uh, I'm always good with sliding down and and doing PM drive and and catching the listeners on the ride home. It's a different kind of energy that we bring. It's a different kind of vibe. Um, you get to feel like, I don't know about you, but for me, there, there might've been like a little bit more interaction there. Um, you know, especially if you do like a ride home request hour, just to see what some of those requests were going to be as people are clocking out. Like, so we're sort of still in the middle of our work day as people are ending theirs. I always thought it was like a really cool dynamic. Oh, for sure. And uh, now we did, um, we have a five o'clock request hour kind of, and it's, like a normal countdown where it's like the five most requested songs of the day. It covered the first stop set of the five o'clock hour. 
So then I had the opportunity to do a full request hour from eight to nine at night. So it was really cool, especially on a Friday as people are driving out to whatever they're doing on the weekend. You got a lot of songs, just like, you know, just like all the party songs, all the party requests. And that was a great time. And I feel like the weekend part-time talent, those are the ones that are being asked by the PD to fill in for the night, Jock. Um, I'm blessed to be able to do a live, you know, night show Monday through Friday. So when I take vacations or have some PTO that I got to burn up or sometimes, bro, you just got to take a mental health day. Especially in this business. Those those are very, very important in this business. Absolutely. So when those situations come up and and I've got to be out of the studio, uh, we usually end up getting someone sort of out of market that, that's within our company, within our, within our talent pool to um, voice track those and, and try to make it sound as live as possible. Because there are some countdown features and some special like new music segments, download or delete and, uh, you know, some Smackdown, you know, this artist versus this artist. There, there's, those are the kind of segments I do on my show. So very like phone intensive and interactive. I'm going to try to be on I try to, you know, reply to as many text messages as I can, as many instant messages, um, try to be all over the social media, do some Instagram lives and stuff at least once or twice a night while I'm on, on the air live. you got to make time for that stuff. So um, it's always interesting to me to like if I'm on vacation or if I'm out that night for some reason, if I get an opportunity to tune back in, to, like I said, that weekend talent or someone who's voice tracking it out of market, like what are the what are the things they were doing to try to keep it still sounding live, even though it's pre-recorded? Yeah, that's kind of the situation that, um, unfortunately, WXCY is running into right now. Again, like I was a COVID casualty. We had a couple other COVID casualties. So unfortunately, right now, nights are voice tracked completely, which is a shame. But I also kind of get, unfortunately, I was very much in a very luxurious situation i'll put it that way to even be doing live nights in the first place for as long as i did and don't you think jeff that that's a really great opportunity for like say your weekend part-timers usually college students or those are just uh, they're interested in radio maybe they have uh you know a good sounding voice and so the pd you know takes them under their wing and tries to mold them a little bit don't you think it's a great opportunity for those kind of um of talent or personalities or part-timers to kind of get their foot in the door. It's like repetition is key, right? The more practice you get, the more reps you get in, like the better, um, the better at their craft they're going to be. For sure. I started doing weekend overnights at the yeah. time. This is 14 years ago and that was still a possibility, but eventually yep, got moved up to nights and then afternoon drive, like literally worked my way up through the ranks. So, and unfortunately with a lot of stations just kind of going all syndication on weekends, it's harder and harder to find those opportunities, but they are still out there as small as they may be. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, for me too, like I said, when I'm out those nights uh, or that week on vacation, I, I do try to, I do try to take a break from, you know, the station, from the, the pop culture. I, I do try to you know, take a social media break and stuff as well. But I also do like to tune in and kind of see what they're doing and, and maybe offer up um, a little bit of feedback if my PD asked me for it. You know, hey, did you get a chance? I know you're on vacation and probably didn't tune in much, but did you happen to tune in to so-and-so? And, you know, what do you think? Uh, you know, what what breaks did you hear that you really liked? You know, um, were, were they on top of it with content? You know, what are the things that they did really well? And, what you know, what are some things that you feel they can improve on? For sure. And that's the only way someone's going to learn. They got to be air checked and they kind of got to work with what they did good. It's like the compliment sandwich is what I call it, where it's like you did this good. This could use a little work. And then but this was pretty good, too. Absolutely. And it's cool, too, because you sort of have a sense of um, 
yep, you kind of have a sense of of pride with that person too, because it's like, all right, I sort of had a hand in helping them along. I, you know, hadn't I taken that break or whatever or that week off, then they may not have gotten that opportunity. And and so, what a great, uh, you know, in this industry, it's about networking and it's about helping one another they're out. And, you know, when, when one of us radio brothers or sisters are down, uh, we try to pick them up and lift them up and um, try to be a, a helping hand somewhere. Yeah. It's been one of those things, especially since I've been looking for a job the past few months, I've been sending my air check out to anyone I could think of like, Hey, let me know what, what to add, what to take out. Is it good the way it is? Just let me know. Right. All right. On to the next one. This is one that we hate to hear. It's the question we hate to hear when someone asks if they could use your headphones. And for me, not so much the headphones, but it's like the little uh, quarter inch plug on the end that they need. Yes. Because maybe they lost theirs or it's under their under their uh, car seat or under the floorboard or something like that. Or they just somehow lost it and they were stepping it back into their headphone case or uh, or whatever. And they're like, yeah, I, I almost never get hit up to use the headphones. It's always, hey, do you have the little plug that goes on the end of this? See, in my and, case, I was always safe because my headphones, that was not detachable. You cannot remove the adapter for my audio technicas, which I love to death. <laughs> but yeah, I love this. Uh, I love this guy's face on here. He just kind of has this side eye like. And that's sort of, that's the first look you give, right? You're like, yeah, like, yeah, I guess I could help you out. I guess I could loan you my cans, but I don't know, man. Are they going to be returned to me in like the shape I give them to you in? And that's the caveat where it's like, and you better make sure that quarter inch adapter is right back on there when I get the and like what And like, what are you doing uh, during your shift, whether you're voice tracking or you're doing it live and you're using these headphones? It's like, uh, you know, what do you have like... Uh, chocolatey snicker bar covered hands and you're like you're taking them on and off are you cleaning them up at the end i mean if covid has taught us anything the last year it's to be germ free it's like take at least take an alcohol wipe and just wipe them down when you're done absolutely but yeah it's one of those things where i never got that question as far as my headphones go, like you said, it really is the quarter inch adapters, but those are like gold. And I just saw on, on the radio peeps board on Facebook, someone posted, it's like, Oh, a group of crows is called the murder of crows. And they posted a whole bunch of quarter inch adapters on, on the console. It's like, what do you call these? <laughs> that's a gold. good question. We call that gold. Yes. That's, that's called money right there. Exactly. As in, if I lose mine, I'm probably, I'm probably struggling to do dry breaks, uh, which is uh, for for anyone who's not done that in the industry, it's basically not having your headphones next to you. And so you have to try to figure out where your voice and the music under is going to, you have to find that right dynamic there, that right balance. And uh, like, I usually end up being like either super overmodulated or like not heard at all. Yeah, doing dry it breaks. It takes some practice. Yeah, I mean, listen, for anyone that can do a dry break, God love them because it is not easy. And try to hit the post. Ooh, almost impossible. And, and speaking of voice tracking, uh, the next one uh, shows our little cartoon friend yawning. Third hour of voice tracking. I feel like there needs to be like X's over his eyes. Or like, you know, the emoji that has like the, like the, <laughs> almost the like the hip- emoji pretty much. <laughs> like, like the hypnotic eyes, you know, like, Ooh, you're getting sleepy. Like, I feel like this needs to be amplified. This guy's uh, just, just 
just him yawning is not cutting it by by your third hour. I wouldn't even say really it's your third hour of voice tracking. It's your uh, third day you got a voice track before going on vacation voice tracking. Yeah, that's that's the worst, especially for vacation or for holidays. Like when you're trying to do like an entire week's worth of shows in one shot, because for anyone out there, again, not in radio and you kind of want a little behind the scenes look that happens a lot, especially if everyone in the building is gone for like Christmas and New Year's. There's a whole lot of faking it while you're making it in that process. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And it's daunting, right? I mean, there's there's only so much. Um, there's only so many ways you could kind of say the same thing or only so many ways that you can try to find a new or creative way to say the same thing. Yeah. And you really can't talk anything current events if you're not there. I mean, you don't want to say something that, you know, is completely wrong. That's why you hear a lot of, uh, this is, and that was, and here is. Yeah. Happy holidays from all of us here at the station. (laughs) Three times in, uh, in an hour, right? It's like you're getting ready for Santa Claus, right? Santa's coming soon. It's Christmas. It's the easiest, but also the most boring shift I think anyone in radio could ever do because it's fun. It's exciting, you know, getting the kids, you know, amped up for Santa. But there's only so much you could say, especially when you recorded it like a like a week before. Absolutely. And there might have been stuff that's happened. You know, there might have been some like major breaking news. And that's the only, that's the thing about voice tracking, too, is like, you know, I see it as a blessing, but also as a curse. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it's great for, you know, if God forbid there's ever an emergency situation and you got to got to leave early, by all means, go in, rip and read. This is, that was, and go take care of whatever happened. But at the same time, we as we've seen over the past couple of years, especially, a lot of these big radio conglomerates, they use that as a crutch to save money and blow people out. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. That's, you know, what's happening a lot in the industry, especially as a result of, of COVID and the pandemic. Pandemic and like I said, you know, we were talking about that earlier. You know, more and more talented peeps are uh, ending up furloughed or having to find. Um, it, and what's really like upsetting and disappointing to me is that's happening. And then you see a lot of our talented friends in the industry like getting out of radio and, and going and doing something else because there just simply aren't enough radio jobs out there. I mean, sure, there's podcasting to do. There's voiceover work. You can do some imaging on the side if you've got a home studio. Like we're blessed to have home studios to be able to do things, you know, on the side and have some side hustles and make a little extra scratch that way. But um, for for people whose livelihoods, maybe they were on a, a morning show in a major market. And like now those opportunities just aren't there in other smaller or medium to you know, large size markets. They just, um, uh, so my heart goes out to those people. Yeah. And at least one conglomerate, I'm not going to name any names because I may have to work for them one day. And I really do hope <laughs> I work for them someday, but, uh, they just, uh, a couple of months ago, they went to national syndication on their country stations nationwide where their middays and their evenings are all syndicated. Now, every station, it's the same show middays and evenings. Which, again, for those that get the syndication jobs, you know, by all means, they hustled and they earned it. But you kind of have to wonder if in the back of their minds, they realize, like, I'm taking up a lot of jobs away from people at this point when that happens. Yeah, definitely. If I were in that situation, I would be like, you know. There's a little guilt there, I think. Yeah, I'm like, if I were in that situation, I'm one of those personalities. I'd be like, I'm blessed that somebody recognizes my talent and my my content and my brand right to to allow me the opportunity to do that for a company 
um, you know, across the country or across the board or, or be, you know, the platform for that, that format. But at the same time, like you said, yeah, there's friends of mine that are in the industry that are, you know, it's tough for them to make ends meet right now. So I almost feel like I'm kind of taking food off their plate. For sure. It's it's definitely the internal struggle on that one. But uh, I guess we'll kind of see what happens uh, as far as 2021 goes. Maybe as more states open back up, maybe as more revenue starts coming back in, you see some of those jobs come back. So hopefully it's more of a temporary fix at this point than anything else. Yeah, I would have to say there's got to be that silver lining. You know, you're starting to kind of see that with more and more vaccines and more states are allowing, you know, uh, 16, 17, 18 and up to go and get those vaccines. Now, kids are starting to return to schools. Teachers are returning to schools to educate the kids. Uh, more businesses are opening back up. So there are some states and, you know, there are a lot of, um, you know, small, mid and large size markets that are out there. Uh, they're, you know, they're open again. For sure. So for anyone that's kind of in the same situation that I am being on the beach, by all means, keep checking all access, check country air check. And a tip that I learned from a buddy of mine, check LinkedIn, because I've seen a lot in Indeed, especially there's a lot of jobs on there that don't get posted on the radio specific job boards. Yeah, I feel like uh, LinkedIn especially is kind of like one of those uh, unsung heroes for um, people in any kind of a media or communications industry. Um, there's a lot of networking that happens on that specific um, platform that I just think isn't utilized as much as it should be. Yeah, even if it kind of turned into like a weird version of Facebook at this point. <laughs> yeah, speaking of memes, which is what we're talking about this episode. I mean, yeah, I, I do see the occasional meme right now on LinkedIn. I'm like, wait a second. I'm supposed to be getting all my memes from like Instagram and Facebook. What's what's happening here? Like, did you forget what app you had open on your phone somehow? This would be a great meme to post, the radio DJ guide to emotion. So I think a lot of people, not just in our industry, but like in media uh, or, or broadcasting or communications uh, period, I, I think a lot of this, especially on the production side of things, For a lot sure. of folks relate to this. And the last one especially uh, definitely ties into production more than anything else. Uh, the audio sample rate and bit rate remain the same. And I'll do my best to explain this for the non-radio people listening right now. Basically, when you do production or you're recording anything in a production studio, we mainly use a program called Adobe Audition or Cool Edit Pro. They're the same thing under different names. Right. But there are default settings in there as to what they need to be to be kind of like radio broadcast quality. And I'm doing like kind of like the air quotes right now. And I know, at least in my case, there have been stations I've worked at where for whatever reason, Adobe would always forget those settings and it would always try to upsample or downsample when you went to go mix everything down. Yeah, what you don't want is the uh, 4,800 uh, or 48,000 uh, sample rate that pitches your voice up like a Calvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, that, that happened a lot. It's one of those things, though, too. For some reason, we had a couple situations where someone was like fiddling with like the MP3 um, bit rates themselves, where it's like you got to mix everything down. It's like 96 kilobytes per second, which, again, for anyone that's not familiar, that's crap. You don't want to do that because for, especially in radio, you try to use uncompressed wave files more than anything else, but yeah. we can get away with like a 320 MP3 if we really, really need to. Right. And there's, there's, there are uh, differences between uh, the dot waves and the dot MP3s and bro, just keep it at 44, 100, save yourself the headache. Exactly. That, that's kind of like our tip for the day is just keep it at 44, one, you'll be fine. 
and there won't be any problems. Because <laughs> I've noticed too, maybe it was our computers at the station, but when you had to go up sample or down sample, it took forever, especially. So it's like a spot that should have taken five minutes. Now it's taken 10, 15 minutes because the computer's trying to catch everything up with that change in quality. Right. And it was turned into you at 4.59 PM on a Friday. There, there it is. It all comes back around. Isn't that funny? Well, Jason, I appreciate your time, man. I know you have some stuff to do over there at the station and hopefully our fellow radio peeps can get a laugh out of this. I'm sure they've seen the meme by now. If not, it's, it's on peeps or go hit up Wes. I'm sure he'd be glad to send it over. And for anyone that's not listening or that is listening, that's not in radio, I should say, hopefully you kind of enjoyed like a bit of a behind the scenes look here at the, some of the weirder things we have to do on a daily basis in this industry. Yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun to, uh, to be on with you and uh, head up. I know things are going to happen for you soon. And I love that you're doing the podcast and, and keep that going. I love the energy and the passion that you're putting into it, bro. Well, thank you, Jason. I appreciate your time. And that is all the time we have for the podcast this week. I'll be back next week heading into Easter weekend. And until then, be safe, take care of yourselves, and most importantly, have a great one. Feedback is always welcome. Drop a comment and remember to subscribe so you get new episodes first. You have been listening to Jeff on the Hunt with Jeff Hunt.